We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC 278, our main event. It's a good one. It is Kamaru Usman taking on Leon Edwards, two in the rematch for the UFC Walter Waite title. Co-main event, Paulo Costa taking on Luke Rockhold. And you know what? I'm going to go to the third one down because I think it's the people's main event. Marab Divalishvili and Jose Aldo are on this card. Welcome in, guys. I am your host. I go by Sniper underscore at Sniper underscore MMA on Twitter. With me, as always, is one guy. We got Joe at Sunsu and a special guest this week, Andrew Gumbas, better known on Twitter as at Bets and Picks MMA. Andrew, thanks for joining us um, as a guest. I'm happy to have you. Um, you know, I think I think most people who watch the show are going to know who you are. Plenty of track bets out there, and uh, I'm looking forward to chopping it up. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Looking forward to uh, the card and looking forward to getting into it tonight. And Joe, thanks for giving us a different, you know, angle of your office and or your your basement space than we usually get. Yeah. I think people are going to be picking apart your bookshelf back. That's there. fine, guys. Just so you know, it's like I this is because I am still in in pretty serious knee pain, so like I need to do this from my recliner. Um, and I, I've taken criticism before about the audio visual quality of. Uh, me on certain pods so I, I actually hooked my mic up um i turned on an extra light you know trying to make this work so go go ahead rip rip at my books i don't know it, it, it it's actually good it, it's not dark it's not it look like a sex dungeon i assume you took out all the porn behind you i think i think we're gonna be good yeah, and i i am actually due for a shave and a haircut which i have an appointment for tomorrow you're doing so, the thing where you just shave everything off yeah i, I go in and i tell the guy everything but yeah. the eyebrows man just take it off um okay all right, guys, before we get into it, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. We got 13 fights on this card recording on a special night Thursday night. Hopefully nothing falls out during weigh-ins. Knock on wood. We've been pretty good recently. Uh, so I'm just going to assume we're going to go with that trend here. And let's uh, rock on here. We got Victor Altamirano at 8,600 taking on Daniel De Silva at 7,600 line on this fight. Altamirano minus 165. Comeback on De Silva is plus 140. Let's kick it to the guest first. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, so I think two things could happen in this fight. I think um, De Silva can finish Altamirano early, or I think Altamirano is going to take over late. Either way, I think this is a pretty good fight to target from the DraftKings perspective. I think the winner is going to score high. The Silva, I think a lot of his win conditions front-loaded. He could get an early submission. Altamirano, if he's able to outlast um, the Silva, I think he could pour it on late, maybe find a late finish. But either way, I think this is going to be a fun fight, a lot of action. The Silva fights just scream excitement. So th this is a good one to kick us off. To make, I, I can't, I'm, I'm missing Chris with these layups. It's not my job. Chris? Get back here with me clicking buttons around for this director job. So here. who is your pick, Andrew? Do you, we, we unfortunately we have to make a pick on every fight. I'm picking Altamirano. Okay. Yeah, I'm also on the Altamirano side in this one. I actually, I, I feel like he's going to get get some top control time here. Is what I think is going to be be the factor. Joe, you making it a clean sweep? Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the dog here. Um, you know, seven point six k. I think there's a little value. Um, some people that I respect are on <clears throat> the De Silva side here. To be clear, this is not a an endorsement for a wager. Um, I, I see this as a GPP play, obviously, based on Andrew's analysis that it's it's probably going to be uh, De Silva late. I'm sorry, De Silva early or Acamarano late. So, uh, you know, we all know that he has not actually distinguished himself, De Silva, in his two UFC fights. Um, but, you know, again... Victor Altamirano, he's not a what I would call a super stud. He's got a decent record, you know, tough fighter from Mexico. Um, you know, lost his lost his UFC fight night by split decision to Carlos Hernandez. Um, I can't really recall that fight. He was a slight underdog. I know that much. Um, you know, I just think this is a fight where the line is a little wide. Um, you've got a really aggressive guy who will probably cardio out. Um, as we get towards the later rounds. So as a GPP play, uh, I'm going to take the Silva um, at 7.6K. With that said, I don't think Akamurano is going to be highly owned. So um, based on his salary, based on fighters above and below him, 
Um, so for that reason, he could be a very good contrarian play. Um, again, I'm not sure what ownership is going to look like yet, but at 8.5K, I, I, honestly, I would rather – I'm sorry, 8.5K? 8.6K, sorry. I would rather have I would rather have Costa above him, and I would rather have Fletcher below him. So I think he's not going to be very highly owned. So he could be a good contrarian play. You know what? I I came and forgot this. Welcome into everybody who is in chat. I see you out there. Comment along. Comment throughout the show. We know you'll throw. You know I'll throw it up there. We'll talk about it. Make fun of Joe's background. Whatever you got to do. Um, and get ready for those hot takes at the end of the show. I, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm going to be off the wall on this one, so I, I need somebody to match me with my craziness. Wow. Uh, let's move on to the next fight. Let's talk Aori, Aori Quailong. I hate the Chinese names in terms of saying them. He's 8,500, taken on Jay Perrine at 7,700. Aori is clearly the favorite in this one. He's at minus 135. Comeback is plus 115. Joe, who do you have in this one? Yeah, so there's been some, you know, Perina's been pretty active on social media. I mean, and again, I don't, as a rule, follow a lot of fighters, and I don't follow him, but I've just... A lot of male fighters. Well, that's true, yeah. I've been tagged in a number of his um, comments on social media. You know, um, you know, the narrative is, you know, easiest weight cut I've ever had. You know, you're going to be really surprised. Um you know, he, he trains out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I am going to go with uh, Perrin here. I mean, you know, again, I, I like, I, I actually like this value more than I like the value on, on De Silva. Um, you know, this guy, he, he did not, he lost a unanimous decision to uh, Mario Batista. Um, but, you know, he, he's got some skills. Um, again, I, I, I like this as a value play. Um, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the dog here. Yeah, for me, for me in this one, I'm picking Aori, but I actually for DraftKings, I kind of like both of them. They're both kind of it feels like a sprinkle both sides type of fight and move on. Um, for me, I, I might even have a touch more Perrine when it comes into it. I'm, neither guy's a priority. They're both kind of secondary options for me. But if you're pressing me for a pick, I'll take Aori by decision. Andrew, who do you have? Yeah, I think this is gonna be a really good fight. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on it. If I had to pick, I would pick uh, Aori. He's super durable. Um, Perrin obviously came in on short notice in his last fight. I think he looked really good, even in a loss. Both these guys durable. Both seem to have good cardio. So I think this plays out very close either way. And, uh, yeah, official pick is Aori by decision. I can see that. All right, let's move on here. We have Amir Albazi, 9,200, taking on Francisco Figueredo at 7,000. Line on this fight, Albazi minus four thirty-five. That feels crazy to me. Um, Figueredo plus three fifty. I say it feels crazy. It's it's interesting. The guys take these guys' expectations coming into the UFC. I feel like Albazi has really overperformed where I thought we thought we were he was going to be, and Figueredo has fallen a little flat compared to where we thought he was going to be. Um, my I'm just gonna my quick thoughts on this one. My pick is is Albazi, but the line's too wide, and I really like the Figueredo. I think is a fine cash punt, and I think he's viable in all formats because this this line feels too wide to me, even though I'm picking the favor side. Andrew, who do you have? Yeah, so one of the themes we're going to see on this card is big favorites. I do think Albazi is a justified big favorite. I'm glad to see him back. I, I have been pretty high on this guy for a while. We haven't seen him in the cage in a while. Obviously, Francisco Figueredo is not his brother taking a loss to Malcolm Gordon. That was one of my favorite bets of last year, being on Gordon as the underdog there. Just not a great minute winner. You were on Gordon in that fight? Yeah. That, props to you, because that guy gets hit by a jab and it's rocked for a week. I, I can never pick him. It's terrifying. Yeah, it, it was definitely um, not a calm moment for me, but it was a, it was a, ended up being a fun one. So I was glad to get that one in the back pocket. I do think Albazi's better everywhere here. I think... Gordon might, or excuse me, I think uh, Figueredo might be a little bit competitive early. I think Albazi pour, uh, pours it on late, pulls away late. I think he's just all around better than uh, Figueredo everywhere. Joe, who you got? Yeah, I'm I'm all on in on uh, Albazi now because of where he sits, you know, price wise from a DFS perspective. I'm not really sure how much I'm going to have of him. And again, I don't think he's going to be one of the more popular. Uh, 
fighters at that price point. I don't honestly think much of Figueredo. Um, that fight that against Malcolm Gordon, you know, Figueredo was minus 300. I mean, he's 32 years old. I mean, we all know the reason he got into the UFC in the first place. He's got a fairly notable brother. Uh, so that's how he got into the UFC. I don't really think all that much of his game. Um, I think uh, Abazi, I wouldn't be surprised at an early finish. Um, he is coming off of, off of a layoff, uh, you know what, not quite two years, um, what, 18 months, uh, 20 months, something like that, um, of a layoff. There was a couple fights that were canceled. Uh, I like Abazi here. I, I really do think that he can be a very interesting play because I think he's going to be overlooked um, with more name fighters around him. And at his price point, I don't expect I'm going to have much of Figueredo at all. Uh, I just think there's better value on the slate, especially one in particular. Um, so I like Abazi a lot, and he is my pick to win by finish. Very nice. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about A.J. Fletcher. He's 8,400, taking on uh, this name. I just – I always want to call him Angie. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Lusa because I I you know not as enough time practicing the names this week. Um, Fletcher is 8,400, 7,800 7, for Lusa. Fletcher is minus 165. Comeback is plus 140. I also really can't say his name because I think Fletcher smashes here. This is one of my favorite plays on the slate. I think Fletcher's. Better everywhere. I think he's got a path to a pretty big score. He's right in the mid-range. And now I'm terrified to hear these guys tell me why I'm wrong. Joe, you're first. No, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, 64 DraftKings points in a loss against uh, Semmelsberger. Um, he did lose that fight. I know there may be a few people out there that think he won. Um, he lost. But, he lost the fight. He but lost. four takedowns and two reversals and six minutes and 42 seconds at control time. You know, and 87 significant 87 strikes at 6.9k. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, his salary is is up here. I wish it was a notch lower. Um, but I like AJ Flesher here. Yeah, I think he's gonna go out. I think he's gonna wrestle. I think he's gonna get his takedowns, his control time. Um, looked really good against Semmelsberger. Um, you know, the, the only issue is the price point at 8.4k. Um, you're gonna have to do some sacrificing. Um, if you want to get him and three studs into the lineup, you know it's not going to be able to happen. So you're going to have to go two studs in a mid range um, to get him in your lineup. So that's my only issue. But I do like AJ Flesher a lot here. Andrew, who you got? Yeah. So again, not a super confident take, but I am picking Fletcher here. I think he has the wrestling upside. And just Lusa doesn't really do anything super great. I mean, as weird as that sounds, I do, I do think it'll be competitive. Neither of these guys are uh, fighters I'm super high on. I kind of think it'll be a relatively close decision where maybe Fletcher gets the first two rounds and Lusa gets the last one. I'm probably going to stay pretty far away from this fight from a betting perspective and from a drafting perspective. All right. Next fight up. Well, I guess back to the three-person view. Is Miranda Maverick nine to three hundred taking on Shayna Young at sixty nine hundred line on this fight? Miranda Maverick minus six hundred, Shayna Young plus four fifty. Uh, this is one. This is where I think you can get some leverage on the field. I think everyone's going to see Miranda Maverick and kind of you know, see women's fight. Cross it out. You get all these, you know, big name value fighters up there. Look, Miranda Maverick should. Just straight wrestle fuck Shayna Young. Like, it should be – she could – if she wants to, I think she could have 13 minutes of control time, put up a ton of points. I was joking with somebody, look, I think Miranda Maverick could be on top of her so long, I just hope a softcore porn doesn't break out. Like, Miranda Maverick, I, I don't I don't see how she loses this fight unless she comes out with a terrible game plan. And that's a concern – because how many times do I keep seeing terrible game plan after terrible game plan in the UFC? So that's a possibility. But with the right game plan, I think Maverick smashes. And I think she's going to be really, really under-owned. You got Tyson Pager up there. You got Usman up there. You got Roman up at, up at 9K. And there's Miranda Maverick at 9,300. I think she could come in around 12 to 15%. Uh, if she's 12 to 15%, I will probably be – let me give you – my initial number here. I'll be 
All right, Joe, you want me to assume it's 12% or 12, assume it's 15%? I think it's going to be higher, but because I think she's going to be. be. I think she's going to be in I think she's going to be. No, know, GPP. Maybe, G- GPP. Oh, oh, GPPs. Okay. GPP ownership. Maybe 20%. I'll probably be about double that. Wow. Like, I think she's got a path to 105 and will be really underowned. Could be wrong, but I'll have, I'll, have, I'll mix in the other guys. Um, Who's first for this fight? This is an odd number fight, even number fight. Oh no, I mixed all my shit up. That that's upsetting. Um, Andrew, you're I, first. I think Andrew's first. Yeah. Yep, he is. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Miranda Maverick's gonna smash here. Uh, these two fought before. Uh, Miranda submitted her pretty early on. I think that could happen again here. Even if she doesn't submit her, to your point, I think she could get a ton of top time. Again, this is all uh, assuming that she follows the proper game plan here. The grappling edge is massive. <laughs> I think Miranda is probably a solid fight to target. So um, I'm picking her to win, and I think she's going to finish as well. Joe, women's MMA master. Yeah, so interesting interesting bit of narrative about Shayna Young. I actually do admire her. 31-year-old, um, 32-year-old single mom. Um, just moved, moved to Vegas not too long ago to train at Syndicate. What's really interesting is, and maybe a lot of people don't know this, but um, Shane Young was a ring girl who actually got into MMA. <laughs> Not too many ring girls actually go into MMA. So she was a ring girl and she started fighting. And obviously she started a little bit later in her life. But, um, you know, kind of, you know, Gina Mazzani burned everybody um, in, yeah. in that last fight that she won against Gina Mazzani. Um, you know, look, Maverick is a stud. She lost to my girl, Erin Blanchfield. Erin Blanchfield is a future champion at 125 i've been scouting that girl since she was 19 and fighting an invicta and almost beat tracy cortez um but i so and i was i fully expected you know blanchfield to do what she did to maverick but aside from that um maverick actually beat macy barber i don't care what anyone says that was a bad decision um yes it was but i'll take it to the bank i know i think she's gonna (laughs) roll here um again you know the only thing is you know that i i like the fact that she upgraded her training, um, you know, moving to Vegas to syndicate, um, lots of training partners. Um, with that said, you know, Maverick is just not, will should be able to style on her. I would never bet this fight at that line, um, but I, I do think Maverick is going to be pretty a pretty solid cash play, um, and she definitely has, you know, 105, 110 upside. Um, is that going to be enough in a GPP on this card at that price point? Maybe, maybe not. There's some real, you know, high profile scorers here. Um, so it might not be the best GPP play, but, you know, Sean coming in at 40% is going to be, you know, he's going to have some nice leverage on the field if that's where he winds up. But give me Miranda Maverick. Um, it's either going to be a later finish or, you know, just a really bad and bruised, you know, decision. I, I, I kind of want to play um, oops, Miranda Maverick minus three and a half on the scorecards. Like, oh. what is what is that line? I don't know, dude. That's... Finish, 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 or or you know, a ten eight in there. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to find that. Anyway, um, let's go on to the next fight. By the way, do, listen to Andrew's betting advice before mine. I am a recreational. <laughs> I am much better DraftKings player than I am better. Uh, next up, we have Sean Sniper Woodson. So, you know, I'm all about that. Taking on Luis Saldana at 7,400. Woodson as the favorite. Currently, the line on him minus 340. Saldana plus 280. I think the line's about right. I think Woodson wins. It's a matter of what can he score. Is he going to volume him up? Will he get a knockout? It's kind of one of those variant spots. I, I'm clearly on Woodson as the pick, though. Joe, how about for you? Yeah, I'm on Woodson as well. I think this is. You know, this should be a pretty good fight for him. Um, you know, Saldana is not bad. And I actually looked at him uh, as a potential dog. But um, I actually like uh, the two fighters below him uh, a little more um, as, under as you know, for underdog plays. Um, you know, he's 2-1 and one in the UFC, which is not bad. Um, not, not a high-profile high score. He did get two takedowns um, in his last fight against Souza. Um, put up 77 drafting points, but he was 8.3K. Um, if you like Saldana, this is the cheapest he's been um, by, you know, by nearly $1,000 um, on DraftKings at 7.4K. I don't think he's the worst fighter in the world. I just think the trajectory of 
Woodson is higher. Uh, and, you know, based off of, you know, his last two fights, just, you know, Anglin and Zalal put up 122 points against, uh, you know, against Anglin. Now, he could get taken down, um, which is what I would do if I was Sylvan. I would go right for takedowns. Um, although he generally is okay at getting up. Um, he, he really has, you know, he's only been controlled for a minute against Zalal, 22 seconds against Anglin, five seconds against Arosa. Um, that was a really interesting loss against Arosa. Um, but, you know, he's... Well, I see Lindsay. Where are you at, Lindsay? Yeah. Where are you at, Lindsay? Who's going to be mad at me later, by the way? He's going to be furious at me later. Because yeah, so he's also, if you don't know, he's a he's a Rockhold guy. Oh, well, Rockhold is just, he's trash right now. Um, so <laughs> give, give me give me Woodson here. Um, I'm not sure where my ownership is going to come in. Again, I, I like... I like Costa below him a lot more. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much Gordon I'm going to have because I, you know, one of my favorite plays on the slate is Santos. But um, I'm not sure where 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 I'm going to come in on Woodson. But, you know, I do like him to win this fight. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I'll round it out. I like Woodson here too. I think he is a big volume edge, big cardio edge. It just depends on the approach of Saldana here in terms of how much um, Woodson I'd want to have on DraftKings. If he comes out looking to get takedowns, there might be a lot of clinch up against the fence. But if he comes looking to strike with Woodson, Woodson might land a billion significant strikes on him. Um, maybe a late finish, maybe a decision win. But I think this is a good fight for Woodson. I think he gets it done. All right, next fight up. Let's talk about... Jared Gordon, 8,900, taking on Leonardo Santos at 7,300. A line on this fight is currently Jared Gordon, minus 265. Santos, plus 225. I'm going to let Andrew go first before I go on my rant because he's the guest. You're up. Yeah, I, I think this is a great fight to target for DraftKings. I think there's a high likelihood of a finish either way. Santos earlier, Gordon late. Santos, 42 years old, a lot of finishing upside early. I think he could knock Gordon out. I think he could submit him, but I think the later this fight goes, uh, Santos might go into cardiac arrest. I think Gordon <laughs> um, puts it on from there. I think he gets a second or third round stoppage. Uh, from a betting perspective, I like fight doesn't go the distance at plus money here. I was surprised to see that. I know that Gordon hasn't been much of a finisher in his last few, but I think just stylistically this is a good spot for violence. And, yeah, I'm probably going to be uh, on – I'm going to be targeting these what – do, what do you call that? Overweight? Sorry, I'm more of a better yeah. than a, than a yeah. John Kings guy, but I, I'm going to right. be – yeah, I'm going to be overweight to this fight on uh, on Saturday. All right. All right. Before I let Joe go, so I, I'm, the line to me seems weird. Like, I know Leonardo Santos is 42 years old, but he's – what is he? He's – he had a, what, eight-fight unbeaten streak in the UFC before he ran into Grant Dawson, who is, I think we can all agree, legit, legit, legit. And then he lost to Clay Guida – because he didn't know Clay Guida was a zombie. He beat the shit out of Clay Guida in the first. Everyone's pointed to Guida lost. He lost to Clay Guida. Did you watch the fight? He he lost because he he made a mistake and that he forgot Clay Guida was a zombie and just and just punched himself out. It's a little bit concerned. It'd be more concerning to me if it was the Pickham fight because I think he's actually going to. I would think we've seen bad game plans before. You would think he's going to be a little more reserved early and know, okay, I can't punch myself out again, especially knowing Gordon has been durable in the past. I think Santos is more dangerous on the feet. I think he's definitely got a, a ground game edge. I think he poses a lot of really interesting problems. I wish the Leonardo Santos, Stevie Ray fight had played out a little longer. Cause I saw some similarities in that. I mean, he got, he knocked out Stevie Ray in the first round. Uh, I don't think he can finish Gordon that quickly, but I think he's got a lot of advantages. I think he's live to a finish. I don't see Gordon scoring particularly high. To me, Santos is the better DK play by a lot because even if Gordon gets that late finish, that may not be enough to end up on the optimal. Still could be good, plenty of volume, but I, I have some outs there. Whereas if Santos gets a finish early, he's lock him in for the nuts and you better count how many lineups you have with Leonardo Santos. So for me, he's the preferred play and I'm actually picking him to win straight up. Joe. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you know, pretty much nailed it. I think Santos is better everywhere except in one area, cardio. Um, so, I mean, Andrew made the point, you made the point. 
Um, I, I don't understand this line. Um, you know, Gordon has been hurt. Uh, Sean, how much time was on the clock when Santos was was finished by Grant Dawson? Mm, I don't remember. Two I mean, seconds? <laughs> something, something like that. One yeah, it was, he was like holding on, and there was that, was that giant yeah. hammer fist, and you're like, yeah. oh. You know, I mean, he was so, going to lose the fight anyway, clearly. But I, I, I you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit cautious here because, you know, he has talked about retirement. It would not surprise me if he lost this fight to leave, he'd leave his gloves in the octagon. But well, Jared Gordon's going out saying, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't need MMA. I don't love yeah, MMA. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he does, honestly. He, that's a lot of talk. Um, but I do, I do think Santos is better everywhere, ground standing. Um, if his cardio holds, I think he's a great GPP play. I think he's going to be pretty popular at 7.3K. I know my good friend, Uncle Wheezy, has bet him already. Um, so I don't think he's bad as a bet, um, as well as a drafting display. I think 7.3K opens up a lot of value um, at the at the higher end uh, of the slate. So um, I like Santos here. I guess I'm going to complete the trifecta. And it was um, Grant Dawson wins 459 of round three. One second. I knew the answer. I just wanted to see if you did. And I knew it was at the end. I just, I did, and I remember the hammer fist. I didn't know if it was like, you know, exactly at the horn. I bet right. um, in that fight, I bet Dawson wins in round three plus 1100. Wow. <laughs> Finish. Get it. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was pumped about that one. That was fun. Still on Joe here. Next fight up at the, the featured prelim. Remember that, guys. It's the featured prelim. Wow. Alexander Romanoff, 9,000, taking on Marcin, Marcin Tibora at 7,200. Line on this fight, Romanoff minus 345. Tibora plus 285. Joe, another dog barking? Okay, so just a quick story. So there was a time, you know, in, in the dark days of COVID when – you know, Brett, myself, um, Dan Levy, we decided, you know, as more of a service, like none of us really made any money at it, but we were going to do this thing called MMA Fan Radio, where, you know, we just put out content almost every night. And it was exhausting, but like, you know, it was the middle of COVID. We were all pretty much trapped at home anyway. And one of the shows we had was a scout show, like people who were not in the UFC, who we felt should be in the UFC. Uh, and the two people that I picked were Alexander Romanoff um, and Aaron Blanchfield. So obviously I've been very pumped, you know, at watching Romanoff fight. Now with that said, he's had a pretty soft schedule. We all saw what happened when he fought Juan Espino. That was <laughs> concerning, concerning, um, you know, Chase Sherman. Again, I, I actually have a audio out that, you know, fading Chase Sherman is better than compound interest. Um, you know, beating Shea Sherman, you know, that wasn't a test. Now, I think Tybora, if he could get through the first round, um, Tybora is a real heavyweight. Like, you know, there's, you know, the Hulk is not going to have any, that many advantages in terms of size over Tybora. Um, watch weigh-ins. I think Tybora's, and he's, he's multi-skilled. So I'm not he's saying tough to keep down. He, he's tough right. to keep down. He's tough to keep down. I'm not saying he's the greatest fighter in the world. But I can see him wear on the Hulk here. And if he gets out of the first round and goes into the second round, I could see something happening here. So I'm going to have shares of Tybora at 7.2K. I'm going to have shares of Romanov. But again, I'm not sure what the field is going to come in at on Romanov. Um, I might be a little low to the field on Romanov and probably you know high to the field on Tybora. But I, I do see Tybora getting you know, a fair amount of love in the Twitterverse. So, um, shit, I, I guess I'm officially going to pick Tybora. I, I can't even remember who I picked, um, for Rotowire. Um, but, um, doesn't you know, matter. Cause it dropped off the main card. Well, yeah, it's true too. So anyway, I'm going to pick Tybora here, but I really do think this is just a fight. I want to target. I want to have both sides of, um, uh, because obviously we could see Romanov be Romanov and just, you know, do a slam bang on Tybora. But Tybor is a pro. He's got a lot of fights under his belt, a lot of octagon time. He's been in the UFC for a while. Um, he's been competitive. So I could certainly see Tybora, you know, smart fighting Romanov, wearing him down and kind of squeaking something out, either a late finish or a decision. So I am going to take Tybora. Andrew, who you got? 
Yeah, um, I thought it was going to be a hot take, but apparently I am in company with Joe here. I I like Tibera. I bet him as an underdog plus three thirty five. I really really like the over one and a half. I got that at minus one sixty. Romanov, um, good wrestler, but I think when he just can't dominate someone in the wrestling, he's going to hit a wall. I think there's a chance that happens here with Tibera. So. Best fighter he's faced ever, probably. And Tibera has he's hard to take down, hard to hold down. Probably is the better cardio. He's a bigger man. I, I like him here. I'm I'm like him from a betting perspective. I like him from a DraftKings perspective. I will be underweight to Romanov. Awesome. Yeah, this is pretty upsetting. I um I also have Martian Tibera. I picked him on, on Road to Wire. I know I did. I was on him pretty early. I do have a bet on him as well. Pretty much as soon as I saw the line come out over plus 300, I remember exactly what the number was. Um, so yeah, we're all kind of on the same page. I won't, I won't reiterate all, all the points. There's danger Romanoff finishes early, but outside of that, I mean, I think Tybor is the more well-rounded fighter. This could be the kind of that UFC lesson Romanoff needs for his, his development. I'm on the underdog and this one, one I will be mixing in for sure. And not so much of a hot take at all. All right, let's go to the first card on pay-per-view. The A-side. You know who you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's Harry Hunsucker. 7-5 Harry Hunsucker taking on Tyson Pedro. Now clearly Pedro's the A-side here. Pedro 9,500. Huns- Hunsucker 6,700. Line in this fight. Pedro minus 730. Hunsucker plus 530. Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. What is Pedro wins? Pedro wins by decision is plus twelve hundred because that's how that's how quickly this fight should end. Tyson Pedro wins in round one is minus two twenty five. <laughs> like, what what are we doing here? This is bananas. And that that to me said pretty much the whole breakdown. Pedro by smash. Maybe he'll slip out a banana peel. I I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen here. I, all the Pedro, are we are we overcomplicating this, Andrew? How is Harry Hunsucker still in the UFC? I mean, two first round losses, lost in the first round on the contender series, never been out of the first round. I really don't see much of a scenario where Pedro doesn't win this one early. I will have zero of um, uh, Scott. I forgot his name, Hunsucker on DraftKings. I'll have some. Pedro, but I'm afraid that everyone else will as well. This one is a layup for Pedro. His manager should get a performance bonus for getting him this fight. Um, two easy ones in a row for him. Yeah. Joe, you're not going to break down this fight. I want you to answer this question from Nan, because if anybody knows, it's going to be you. No. No, I did not know that. <laughs> Wasn't his father always in his corner, too? I don't know, but that's... Wow. I mean... That's more aggressive. That's more aggressive. It's more aggressive than Devin Clark's dad. Wow. You got five. Wow, that is rough. That is rough. Um, okay. Wow. On that pleasant note. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I, I don't have any. Like, I, I wish I had something really witty to say about this fight. I'm gonna actually just plagiarize um, some some people who already said it. Um, my my good friend Paul Shaughnessy. You know. One of the fighters actually has suck in their name, um, which is kind of kind of interesting. Um, you know, Andrew made the comment about like having the the world's greatest management team. Um, so I can't say that again. Um, yeah, I mean, this is really, really odd. I mean, I don't understand why this fight was made. I don't understand why a seven and five fighter who is coming off of two first round losses to less than stellar fighters is still in the UFC. I don't get this at all. I mean, the only thing, I mean, if you're looking for some wee bit of narrative here, obviously he's dropping down from heavyweight to 205. I don't know if that means anything. Is he going to be faster? Is he going to be a harder hitter? I don't know. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think Tyson Pedro is going to be so highly owned. You almost have to be underweight to differentiate yourself. And the thing too is remember that if, you get knocked out with the first punch thrown, right? That is a hundred points. If it happens, you know, after the first minute, 125 points if it happens inside of the first minute. Um, so, you know, that's what you're kind of rooting for at his price point. You know, you know, if you want to get 12 or 13 X with Pedro. So yes, I'll have shares of Pedro. I think he's going to be so highly owned that it's going to really come down to the rest of your lineup. 
to differentiate yourself. Like who else are you going to play beneath Pedro and you're going to have to play some value. So yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, pick Pedro. Um, I think, you know, what is Honeycutt <laughs> going to be 3% owned, 2% owned. That's how much I have. Um, I'm putting in 3% as a just in case. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you do that. Um, I don't know if I'll have them in any of my 20 hand builds. Um, I'll no, put no. Them in my, that's in my 150. I'm, yeah, I'm playing. I'll in, yeah. I'll put them in my, I'll put them in the lineup optimizer and, and ask for a couple percent, but that's pretty much it. So yeah. Give me Pedro. Right, let's move on to the barn burner spot of this pay-per-view card. If you have to take a dump, make sure and do it during Lucy Pudalova at 8,300, taking on Wu Yanan at 7,900. Unless you have a bet in this fight for, I mean, just to keep yourself awake, I guess. Um, that's fine. Uh, line on this fight. Let's see. Pudalova minus 120, Yanan plus 100. So, I mean, it's supposed to be close. Fight goes to decision minus 330. They're going to stand and strike. And uh, I think Pudalova's a little better, but I don't particularly care. Uh, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, everybody wanted Lucy Podoliva back in, in the UFC. Um, not, not, not hard on the eyes. Um, I guess I'll take, I'll take the fighter who's has a haircut. You could set your watch by. Um, I'll go with you. Um, and, you know, for no other reason than I think she maybe has a path to victory, um, via takedowns, which would be smart. Um, you know, I, I think she, uh, wait, is she still, where is she training now? Is she still with, she's still training in, oh no. Okay. She's training in, oh, a uh, tiger Muay Thai, I think. Um, but in any case, oh no, J- uh, Jackson Wink. Okay. Jackson no. Wink. Tiger careers Williams. go to die now. Yeah, I know, right? Um, look, I, I don't think she's a great fighter, right? She's coming off of three losses. Um, but this is probably the easiest fight she's had um in her last three. So I will um I'll go with uh I'll go with the dog here. Um I don't expect to have a lot of this fight. Um maybe that's a reason why you want to play it. Um I don't see Lucy finishing her. Um, I see this fight going to decision. Um, so yeah, uh, let me have let me have uh, let me have Wu here. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I actually like Pudalova in this matchup. I saw the line come out. I saw a lot of money had come in on Yanan, and it just keeps going. But I think Lucy is going to be landing her jab all night. She has good volume. She obviously left the UFC a couple years ago. Went, has gone 6-1 and one since then. I think she's better technically than Wu. I don't think there will be a lot of grappling on either side. Uh, I just think Pudalova is the better striker, and she's going to land a lot of jabs. And she has good volume, good cardio, so i like her to get it done here. I'll probably be a little overweight on Pudalova's side and uh, a little underweight to the Wu one side. That's bold. I mean, it's hard for me to get behind anyone who was choked out by by the other Shevchenko. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 I, really it's not for yeah. the Joe. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, I feel like we spend too much time in this fight. I hate this fight. Moving on. Now we get to the good stuff. Marab Divalashvili, eighty two hundred taken on Jose Aldo at eight thousand. Line of this fight, Marab minus one thirty. Comeback on Aldo is plus one ten. I, I think we all kind of know it's it's Marab by WrestleFuck unless Jose Aldo can knock him out. And we saw what happened. You know, we saw the Marais moment. You know, he hurt Marab. Can Marab stay conscious? Will Aldo's takedown defense or cardio hold up? And these guys are in the mid-range. I, I think this is a lineup, a fight you have to have exposure to both sides. You have to have it in, I'm going to go overboard and probably say it's going to be in 80% of my lineups one way or the other. Like, at these prices, how does the winner not end up, end up on the optimal? It's just, I, I see a hard... it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where it doesn't happen. Um, And my pick will be Divalish really. I just, I I can't trust the aging Jose Aldo, but it's, it's not like I'm not going to play upon you Jose Aldo on DraftKings. Um, Andrew, you're first. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a maybe controversial take here. Definitely controversial to yours. I am going to stay away from this fight on DraftKings. I think there will be a lot of cage press in this fight where Dali Spili isn't necessarily landing takedowns, but a lot of um, just kind of clinch against the fence. I think um, there's not a high likelihood that Marab finishes this fight. 
Aldo probably has some finishing upside, but I think a lot of it's early because although Aldo is hard to take down, I do think Marab can wear him out over the course of a fight. I just think this fight is going to be a lot of like positions where Marab hasn't necessarily taken him down, but he's in a control position, probably not landing a ton of strikes, kind of where he has his back, but his knees aren't touching the, the mat. So I'm picking Marab not very confidently at all. I think this fight could play out a number of ways. But yeah, that's my bold take is that I'm not going to have much of this one. My one, I guess my one argument to that is I think that's in those positions though, Marab's the kind of guy to throw those little pity pat strikes into the body. And those score on DraftKings now. They didn't last mm. year or 18, whatever it is. Like those are, you know, we score any strikes. Because he he had he only had what was it mm. he landed what 107 non significant strikes against Cody Stamen a handful like the John Dodson thing is different because Dodson stayed Dodson away runs yeah whereas the clinch time I'm worried about the little strikes in the clinch it's just I mean 246 strikes against Marias yeah, that's definitely a way to get different because there's also the path what if you know Duvalishvili totally wins the first round, round and a half. And then, you know, Aldo lands a body shot that, that put, you know, a liver shot that puts him a flash knockout late. It, it's there. And I, I think my take is actually going to be popular for sure. I don't, I don't think I'm spouting anything crazy. I think these are going to be two of the highest owned fighters on the card outside of Pedro and Usman and maybe Edwards. I think these are guys are going to be way up there in terms of ownership. Uh, Joe, who do you have? Yeah, so one thing we haven't talked about at all, um, and we're you know forty eight minutes into the pod, is that the venue is is in altitude, right? So oh, I forgot. I totally I'd skip yeah, that. And it's brain. really going to help. Like like you know, if if people have questionable cardio, their cardio is even going to be worse here. And I'm not saying Aldo does, um, but Marab is a machine when it comes to cardio. I mean, I, I was listening to um, you know Sarah Longo uh, Longo talk about how. Sometimes they don't even tell him how many rounds are, are in a fight, um, Rob. Um, you know, so like, you know, I think he scored 164 points in his last fight on DraftKings. A lot of people are going to see Marab at 8.2K who scored 164 points um, in his last fight. And, you know, there's going to be some, you know, they're going to gravitate towards that. Now, Aldo looked so freaking good in his last couple fights, He, you know, he hasn't traditionally been a great DraftKings scorer because he doesn't use his wrestling. Um, but, you know, obviously that was a very impressive performance against Font. Um, 90% takedown. I, you know, he his weight cuts are hard, right? Obviously he was a 145 fighter for the longest time, you know, uh, towards the tail end of his career, actually moving down. That's generally not a recipe for success. Um, he's made it work. Um I think I heard he eats like three pounds of lettuce or something like that every day, um, you know, to get to 135. So I would definitely watch the weigh-ins and see how he looks. But I do think this would be really competitive. I mean, uh, I want exposure to both sides um, because they're they're only $200 apart. Um, lineups that you put, um, you know, you know, Aldo in, you can generally fit with some exceptions you could generally fit Marab in because there's only a $200 spread in salary. So um, I am going to, I need to, I know I need to make a pick for this fight and I'm waffling. I'm going to pick Aldo, um, you know, and again, that is contingent on him not looking like death warmed over um, during weigh-ins. All right, let's move on to the co-main event. Paulo Costa, 8,700. Luke Rockhold, 7,500. Line on this fight. Um, Costa, minus 360. Rockhold, minus two, uh, plus 295. Uh, I did – this is my free fantasy fight breakdown I did on my YouTube channel. Uh, the rest of my stuff usually is um, somewhere else. I don't know if I can plug them on the show, so I won't I won't go through that. Um, but really quickly, like Rockhold doesn't fight. He's lost three of his last four by knockout. That one win he had, he was a wrestle victory over David Branch. And Paulo Costa is battle-tested, hungry, scary. Luke Rockhold, like, I wouldn't be knocking Dana and the paychecks. You might need some of that mailbox money to for your 
dental surgery, buddy, because th this one could get ugly to me. Unless unless Rockhold can get a takedown, which, I mean, dumber things have happened. I don't see how Costa doesn't flatline him. Sorry, Lindsay, I don't. 8,700 minus 360. Yes, please. Like Costa, yeah, so this, um, I love Paulo Costa in this spot. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so um, I that's not Joe. I don't I don't know why I don't know why Rockhold is is back to fighting. Uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't need the money, but uh, I really I really don't give him much of a chance here. You know, obviously he's very inactive. Um, if you really want to see something funny on Luke Rockhold, um, Google Ro Luke Rockhold on the Millionaire Matchmaker. It is absolutely hilarious. Like the video clip. Um, he just goes goes off so rude on that show that I was laughing nonstop. So Luke Rockhold, millionaire matchmaker. Um, I like Costa here. I think Costa is one of the best plays on the slate. Um, again, uh, I'm assuming that he is working towards doing a proper weight cut. Um, he is a big, big guy to cut to 185. Uh, so um, I really want to see weigh-ins, but assuming that he comes in at weight. He doesn't look like death warmed over. I mean, I think he could even beat Rockhold if he looks like death warmed over. Uh, so give me Costa here. 8.7K is a great price. I think he's going to be really highly owned. Um, I've been surprised before, but I really don't give Rockhold much of a chance here. Andrew, talk us out of losing money or encourage us a bit more. Yeah, so I bet Paul Acosta minus 255 early in the week. I think this minus 400 is justified. Luke Rockhold has not won a fight since 2017. Um, he has not fought since 2019. His last three defeats have all come by the way of knockout. Br pretty brutally, if I may add. Um, Costa, pretty hard to take down, pretty hard to hold down. But that is Luke Rockhold's path to victory. I mean, I just can't see Luke coming back at 37 years old, a three-year layoff, and hanging in there with Paulo Costa. Costa, I think, is going to come forward. I think he's going to just be the much better boxer here. We've seen it only takes one on Luke Rockhold's chin, and Paulo Costa is not the guy you want hitting you in the face if you um, are susceptible to being knocked out. I think Costa is a great look here from betting, from DraftKings, just all around. I think uh, he's going to brutally end this one probably pretty early. All right, let's move on to talk about the main event. Kamaru Usman, 9,100, taking on Leon Edwards at 7,100. Line on this fight. Mm, scroll out of the way. Right now, it's Usman minus 365. Leon Edwards plus 300. Look, both these guys are different than the last time they fought. Um, it's a little weird. I've heard a lot of people... It's interesting. I, I've seen people like uh, like Laura Sanko's thing where everyone who knows the know is, is saying Lean Edwards has a shot. Yeah, he's got a shot, but I don't know. I, I feel like we're over talking. We're over talking Lean Edwards to that to to me to the point where people are trying to talk you into. It's like we're almost forgetting how good Usman is. Like it's weird. Like Lean Edwards is the biggest test, and it was, and I'm like, have you watched Usman's fights? Like. Say what you want about Colby Covington. Colby Covington, pound for pound, would be a champion in any other weight class. Any other weight class, I think pound pound for pound is, is a champion. And I'm including lightweight. I'm including you know Shevchenko's dominance at, at, at women's flyweight. I think pound for pound, Usman Covington one two. Like those are my rankings. And you can't do that because that's just you gotta put champions in there and all that other stuff. But how how is this not minus six hundred? Bet Rivers, by the way, has got Usman minus nine ten. <laughs> they will I don't know, like best fight odds is either broken or somebody's put a really large bet on Usman at Bet Rivers. Um now look, all that being said, Leon Edwards that he's in a he is in a five round fight. Usman could play with his food. Edwards is a, is a better striker than, you know, the, the Jorge Masvidal fight was a joke, flat out joke. Let's, let's be real. Um, I, I think, I think if it gets played out slow pace and not many dogs win, I, I think Edwards could, you know, 
I could see Usman dragging this three, four rounds. Maybe he tests his striking. Maybe he, I don't think Usman is going to have a problem winning this fight. I'm questioning his scoring upside because I don't think he's going to take down, take down, take down like the first fight. I think he kind of wants to prove a point here and strike with Leon Edwards. And I just, I'm wondering how well he's going to score. And for that reason, I think Edwards is live in terms of a dog piling up points in a scenario where not many dogs score. So Usman wins. And I just wanted to point out, I think Edwards' realistic chances are getting a little bit overblown, in my opinion. Uh, Andrew, main event time. You're up. Yeah, I think Usman gets it done here. I'm not really interested in playing minus 400 on him, but I do think the big line is justified. Edwards not a great minute winner. Usman, one of the best minute winners in the history of the sport. He obviously has the wrestling upside, the grappling upside. He has great cardio, as we know. At this point, really, the only deterrent, I'm curious when he's when his body's finally going to give out on him. He is 35. He's talked about having injuries in the past and potentially retiring sometime soon. But all that aside, I do think he's better than Leon pretty much everywhere, and I do think he gets the job done on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um Pretty much agree with everything Andrew just said. Just want to comment. Look, I've been an Edwards fan, you know, as as a fighter, you know, very unassuming guy. It did concern me a bit at the end of that Diaz fight, how he got tagged by Diaz. Um, Usman's hands have looked really good lately in his last few fights. Um, I'm he may not even need to wrestle to win this fight. I could certainly see him. That's what I'm worried about. I could see him knocking Edwards out though. I really can. Um, You know, he's looked so good. Um, And he's pacing himself. Like his last fight was November, 2021. It's not like he's overworking. Um, I look, I like Kamaru a lot here. I I don't plan on having a lot of Edwards. Um, I I like, I like, I'd rather pay a hundred bucks more and get, get Tybora. I think we all would. Um, but you've got to look at Usman's scoring. I mean, 113, 105, 104. I mean, he's 9.1K on DraftKings. I mean, come on. I mean, guys, there are there are three – I mean, Abazi is, is priced higher than, than, you know, than Usman. You've got three fighters priced higher than him, and he hasn't, he hasn't scored less than 100 points um, in a fight since Crocs were cool. I mean – you know, come on, man. Uh, 2018 against uh, Damian Maya was the last time uh, Usman scored less than 100 points in a fight. So, I, I you know, I got to roll with Usman here. All right, guys, let's talk about hot takes. If you guys, if you have hot takes in chat, drop them in now. Let's close out the show strong. Before we do that, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free, 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Anybody got one locked and loaded? I do. I mean, first I want to say um, last week, I want to give a shout out to uh, a guy that goes by the name Pig Lord. I don't know if you guys follow him at all, but he gives out these like really weird, not weird. He gives out these really um, high, high odds props on, um, you know, for fight slates. And he gave out four props uh, last week. And I did a $20 round Robin on the four props and uh, three of them came out. Um, and the final prop was um, uh, a guy from Clarkston, Arkansas against o- Onama. Shit. Uh, anyway, yes. So the $20 uh, round robin or the $20 leg of that round robin, it paid $1,675 for $20. So the, the all in the investment was 80 bucks. But so for 80 bucks, I got $1,675 back. Thank you, Pig Lord. Um, I, I do need to send you a gratuity um, for that. Um, you know, he's a great guy to follow. Give that guy a follow, Pig Lord. Um, okay, so I, I usually give these like really sexy parlays that that pay a lot here, but I'm not going to. That's my job this week. That's I my know, job. That's your job. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that to Sean. I'm not overthinking this. I'm, I am taking um, Paulo Costa in round one at plus one sixty five. That's it. See, that's part of my craziness here. Okay. It's part. It's Plus part of my sixty-five round one. I'm gonna bet it. I'm gonna bet it to win a thousand. I don't do units. I'm old school, so I'm gonna bet it to win a thousand. Old school. Look at you. I'm trying to find. Okay, so I, I'm I'm going with with a finishers parlay here. Um, I got one general finish and three in round one. 
This is just for lunch money. There's one leg you could leave out. be fine. I, I do have Costa in round one. That's plus 165. Uh, Tyson Pedro I'm putting there. Wins in round one, minus 225. It's just a little sprinkle. Miranda Maverick wins inside the distance. is plus 110. And then to make it real juicy, it's going to fatten all this up. Give me Leonardo Santos wins in round one, plus 800. That is together, plus 7134, plus 7100. Sean, can you, can you text that to me later when you get a chance? Yep. Because I, uh, I didn't write it, obviously. I'm not going to remember it, so text I'll me, just, please. So, and I'll, 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 throw a little, I'll throw yep. a little on that. Costa round one, Santos round one, Pedro round one, Maverick inside the distance. I like it. Uh, before we even let our guests go last, I got one here in chat. Really specific from our guide, Nan. Usman gets knocked down, gets knocked downs in the first three rounds, and wrestles the last two to score over 150. How do we monetize that, Nan? We got to figure out um, how to monetize that. Yeah, you just hit the lock. You, you hit the lock button on Usman. Yeah, I guess that's what so. You do. I mean, that'd be the way to go. That's all I got in chat. If anybody's got any last seconds before Andrew goes, um, drop them in. I'll, I'll get those. I'll get those after he gives us his fire hot take. What do you got? Yeah, so I've got a couple. I guess from a uh, betting perspective, I think Tiberia plus 300 is my hot take. I think that cash is um, – from DraftKings, I think my hot take is I'm going to stay far, pretty far away from the Murat versus Aldo fight. I think a lot of people are going to be super heavy on that. So that's my way to try to uh, try to break free from the um, from the pack on that one. So I'm going to be low on the Aldo Murat fight. I'm going to be high on Tiberia. That is awesome. those are those are definite definite kill shots. Those definitely qualify. Thanks again for joining us, man. This was a lot of fun, and we kept it under an hour. That, that can yeah. be a challenge for us. That's awesome. I mean, give Andrew a follow, man. He is he is woefully under follow. I don't know, like I could care less about followers on Twitter, but like I see people that are woefully under followed that have been like a big part of this MMA community, and I, I, sh- I give them shout outs and definitely give Andrew a follow. He is he puts out some great stuff. Um, you know, he was kind enough on very short notice to hop on. This is a New Yorker pod, just so you guys know. I'm technically New Jersey, and Sean is technically Long Island, but you know, we're tri state. I keep saying it like, once I get like these knee issues worked out, I am going to put something together for all the people within driving distance of northern New Jersey. We have a big clubhouse in where I live. I'm going to like rent it out, I'm gonna like get a big blow up tv try to get i was just gonna talk i was just gonna talk to you about this after the pod i had yeah so i'm gonna work on something like i said i got a few issues i need to take care of first but like i'm gonna open it up to anyone within driving distance who wants to come in um you know we got a lot of great players locally um you know you guys who don't have access to DraftKings sportsbook um you know you can open up account and play it in new jersey um you know so it's uh I'm going to do it. I'm I'm shoot, I'm targeting towards the end of the fall to do something. So let's hope that all works out and I'll I'll let everybody have the deets and it should be a good time. Sounds good, Andrew. I'll let you get any last words for uh, anybody before we get out of here. Yeah, first of all, thanks guys for having me. Had a blast. Um Best of luck on the fights this weekend. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Bets and Picks MMA. Trying to get that following up to 10K. Hopefully, we'll be there within a month or two. Um, I work for CBS, so I do a show every Saturday morning, the early oh, awesome. edge with Jonathan Coachman. Uh, give out some best bets on there. So 10 a.m. every Saturday. Uh, feel free to check that out. But yeah, thanks, guys. Best of luck, and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Andrew, you tell do you Coach, link, if he needs that, that in Twitter, do you link yeah. that in Twitter, that CBS show? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, perfect. You let Coachman know if he needs any DraftKings advice, we can hook him up. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, guys. Good luck in those contests. Give all of us a follow if you can. And if not, at least hit, hit the subscribe button on YouTube or Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we're on there. One last time, good luck in those contests. We'll see you next month for UFC 279. Counting down towards the big one. We all know it's coming. Later, guys. Peace. Okay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.